There's a cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a cold of silence and it can't go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 5th of August 2013. I always suggest that newcomers make good use of the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com Learn what the system you're born into is really all about, how it got started, uh, who was behind it, and what their plans were for the future because we're run by a system that plans in centuries, centuries ahead by those in control. And those in control are way above the guys that you think are running the countries. And uh, they make sure that their offspring take over, of course, generation after generation. And at the top of the tree, yet you have uh, you have the money system, of course. And money makes the world go round because that's all we're stuck on. It's the only system we've been given, actually. And no one can change it, even though it doesn't work. The, the banks always crash us at least twice a century and plunder us. And they won't change it. So that gives you a, a good idea of, of who really rules the world. But they set up foundations, uh, private foundations, a long time ago, philanthropic foundations, under the guise of charity, etc. And they 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 pay uh, thousands of non-governmental organisations across the world to do their lobbying for them. These private uh, bankers via their foundations, and they also put their own people into politics at the top and the top uh, bureaucratic jobs as well. It's very important the bureaucracies because we don't we don't uh, elect bureaucrats. Remember. Uh, they're in there for life and they can do an awful lot of work uh, quietly uh, where we're, f- we're focusing on the politicians. The politicians come and go. But again, going to the institutions, as I say, at CuttingTweetMatrix.com, and going to all the different organizations that sprang up, all connected with each other with this common goal, of course, of bringing a global society, a planned society, uh, and a post-democratic society, by the way. They use democracy when they want to go to war in other countries, but uh, the term gets put by the wayside is you're now being taught that you're under an authoritarian system. And by the way, that's what you are being taught right now with all the nonsensical news you've been given. And you'll adapt to it too. Lots of folk have already adapted to it without knowing. And so help yourself to the website, cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Remember too, you can get transcripts as well as the audios. But you get the transcripts or prints up at cuttingthroughthematrix.com and you get transcripts in other languages than English. If you go into alanwattsentinel.eu. Help yourselves. Remember too, you can help me tick along here by getting my books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com because I don't sell anything else. And I don't bring on advertisers as guests. I'm not selling products or taking cuts of, of uh, items sold and so on. So if you help me out here, then I can keep ticking along and giving you a different uh, take on the news and uh, and filling in all the blank bits, the bits that don't tell you why things are happening. And to order from the U.S. to Canada, remember you can still use personal checks or international postal money orders to Canada. You can also uh, send cash or use PayPal. Across the world, you've got Western Union MoneyGram and PayPal. And straight nations are seriously welcome as we go through inflation, the planned world inflation. All countries are going through it right now, which means that your, your currency is being devalued all the time. And you can see that as, as the amount of dollars they want for a cabbage goes up and every week pretty well. And you're being gouged. 
because you've been trained to go into, as I say, this post-democratic system. And democracy was a red herring to begin with, but it was a good sham that stopped people having revolts every four or five years. And uh, because you vote the, the present parties out and you vote the expansion because you live in hope, you live in hope. And, uh, and it's been awfully good because people haven't had massive revolts every few years as you get plundered by the banks and, and, uh, and leak with the, the, uh, the governments, of course. And with all your tax money going to so many different areas outside your own countries, that's got nothing to do with the basis of tax at all. It's not to help the people within the countries. In fact, there's more money goes in corporate tax welfare and handouts and grants than, than you'd ever imagine. So really nothing much has changed in, in the psychology of rulership for thousands of years. Same types of characters that go into it, of course. And, um, and the whole sham of politics today is nothing more than that. It's a sham. And it's been that for quite some time. So we're living through a planned agenda that's definitely got a 100-year plan for certain parts, 50-year plans for other parts. And we're going through the century of change, the 21st century, where all the old plans that they published at the beginning of the 20th century were to be implemented to suit the masters that already ruled most of the world at that time including altering humankind itself, the slaves at the bottom, uh, bringing the populations down with the slaves, sterilizing them. Uh, they got lots of cancers breaking out. There's so, so many cancers now they don't even give names to them in the hospitals when they see new types of cancers. They're, 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 they're just so used to seeing new ones crop up all the time. And, of course, the, that's why the Department of Defense in the U.K. can put out their, their 50-year uh, advanced program and, and uh, thoughts into the future and say that the population is going to drastically uh, collapse, basically, around the year 2050 or so. It's because they know they're bringing the populations down today. And the elite have plans to bring in new clone types uh, to serve them better, types that won't need the entertainment to keep them uh, distracted, etc., They'll be very obedient and uh, and good workers, you see. Probably even eat less and all the rest of it. And it'll be very cheap to keep, you might say. And don't think for, for an instant that uh, what I'm just thinking up here is, is at the top of my head because they've had global meetings for many, many, many years about this very thing, about what how the elite have to come through catastrophe after catastrophe, after catastrophe if they happen. They've already got uh, bunkers across the whole planet they can fly to, of course. It's been in different newspapers across the planet over 30 years or more. And they have meetings, too, to do with how many uh, peasants will they need to keep them alive, to start over crops again, for instance, and things like that. How many of the military will they take with them, just in case there's some survivors left outside that come through, you know, the peasant stock. And, and, uh, and these things, these, these big discussions go on all the time. Once they have uh, you into their, one of their ivy towers at the top, uh, they can convince you of anything. And they do the same with their own, of course. They bring them in, they go through all these contingency plans for all kinds of things happening, asteroid hits, you name it, earthquakes, and how to serve plagues, etc., and, and how the elite must come through it. You've seen all the disaster movies, too, where they go through the same scenarios just to get you acclimatized to the idea. But uh, this does go happen all the time, and they, they, do, want to, they do work things out pretty well, uh, accurately, you might say, uh, uh, as far as the, the populations they'll actually need for the future. So as we go through this uh, takedown of society, and remember the Club of Rome, the big think tank, uh, for the United Nations, 
Again, all set up by the Royal Institute for International Affairs, because uh, that's a private organization that runs the world, really, with the CFR. Uh, they've gone through uh, in their own writings since the 1970s, the post-democratic society, how they would train the public gradually uh, to get out of uh, having a say in things. They said there was too many conflicting, competing parties all clamoring for different things that they couldn't get the big ideas through, the big plans through that they have at the top. And they train the public gradually to have nothing to do with the media, to have nothing to do with the politics, and, and you would gradually accept that politics uh, was above your heads, basically. Leave it to experts. That's, that's a term you hear all the time. Leave it to experts. A special class that comes out of a special womb. And, and they'll deal with all the big problems for us. That's where we're getting taught today, of course. And the greatest help to this, too, is with all the laws being thrown by the wayside, they used to protect you under democracies, under the guise of anti-terrorism and so on. That's also training you too. They're under an authoritarian system. And uh, that's that was meant to be, as I say. Most folk are oblivious to it. They've adapted already into the new system. The young generation, are, are they gobble up more dramas and movies about anti-terrorism. And they gorge themselves on it, in fact, and they think it's all quite natural. They want to be the guys with the big guns and the black outfits uh, with the badges. They go out there and kill the populations. That's quite simple, folks. We're getting, we're getting trained all the time. And that's what the media is really there for, and definitely the entertainment industry. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix talking about being trained constantly into the new system and people are pretty well unaware of it too. They don't realize that most of the news they're given is nonsense uh, and even the exposés they're given too are just part of the training exercise to get you to adapt and to accepting uh, that you're in a new system. You, you don't think through it consciously. Jack C. Law said it too that most propaganda that comes out via the media and stories uh, it comes through to your mind by osmosis. In other words, you don't reason it through. You just react to it or or ignore it. But the fact is it sticks here regardless. And you're being trained gradually that you're in a new system of authority. Authority rules the waves and land. And that's what we're being trained into. And, I mean, here's an article here for those who who uh, are utterly naive, obviously. Because for years and years and years we've known uh, that... Uh, all government agencies are spying on the general public. And those agencies, too, some of them are private agencies that are with contracts to government, too. The U.S. is very, it leads, it leads the world really in that respect because even if, you know, the, the, the FBI, for instance, is a, it's a department that had to apply to government for funding and so on. It's a separate outfit, private outfit to begin with. But it says the feds are suspect in new malware that attacks Tor anonymity. And security researchers tonight are poring over a piece of malicious software that takes advantage of a Firefox security vulnerability to identify some users of the privacy-protecting Tor anonymity networks. And it says that the malware showed up Sunday morning on multiple websites hosted by the anonymous hosting company Freedom Hosting. 
that would normally be considered a blatant criminal drive-by hack attack, but nobody's calling in the FBI this time because the FBI is the prime suspect. It just sends identifying information to some IP in Reston, Virginia, said reverse engineer Vlad Cirklevich. It's pretty clear that the FBI or, or, its other, or some other law enforcement agency that's U.S.-based is doing it. If he's right, and other researchers are right, the code is likely to be the first sample capture, captured in the wild of the FBI's Computer and Internet Protocols Address Verifier, or SIPAV, as it's called, the law enforcement spyware first reported by Wired back in 2007. And the court documents FBI files released under the FOIA have described the SIPAV as a software the FBI can deliver through a browser exploit to gather information from the target's machine and send it to an FBI server in Virginia. The FBI has been using the SIPAV since 2002 against hackers, supposedly online sexual predators, extortionists and others, primarily to identify suspects who are disguising their location using proxy servers or anonymity services like uh, Tor. Anyway, I'll put this article up tonight too, because on and on and on it tells you the version of Firefox has really got the problem, and and so on and so on. But but the thing is, what I'm saying is, all government agencies are working together in this kind of stuff, and uh, it's, it's a it's a free for all today on anybody's data, anybody at all, and they have everything about you, uh, right into the local police level, by the way, and people forget that part too. It's inevitable that even the police forces have to get everything. All data on you, if, if, it's, if it's out there, they want it. To prevent crime, you understand. Uh, and it, it can only get worse and worse and worse as time goes on, until we're, we're so safe because we're, we're safe because we're manacled to our chairs and our houses. That's when we're utterly safe, you understand. And that's where it's supposed to all go. Also, this article, too, to do with BT and Vodafone, are amongst telecoms companies passing details to the GCHQ in Britain. And uh, this is some of the world's leading telecoms firms, including BT and Vodafone, secretly collaborating with Britain's spy agencies, uh, the, the government GCHQ, and are passing on details of their customers' phone calls, emails, uh, Facebook Book entries, documents leaked by whistleblower Edward Snowden Show. BT, Vodafone Cable and American firm Verizon Business, together with four other smaller providers, have given the GCHQ secret unlimited access to their network of undersea cables. The cables carry much of the world's phone calls and internet traffic. Now, some of you might remember, too, I think it was last year, but a year ago, and at least uh, maybe two years ago, uh, there were suddenly in parts of the Gulf, for instance, internet was going off, and they they thought that some ship had had snagged one of the big undersea cables with an anchor. This is when they were they were just literally splicing into it, folks, and putting in their routing system. That's what was happening. There happened in other countries too. Anyway, it says, in June, the Guardian revealed the details of GCHQ's ambitious data hoovering programs, mastering the internet and global telecoms exploitation, aimed at scooping up as much online and telephone traffic as possible. It emerged that the GCHQ was able to tap into fiber optic cables and store huge volumes of data for up to 30 days. The operation, codenamed Tempora, has been running for 20 months. Then on Friday, Germany's uh, Süddeutsche uh, newspaper published the most highly sensitive aspect of the operation, the names of the commercial companies working secretly with the GCHQ and giving the agency access to the customer's private communications. The paper said it's seen a copy of an internal GCHQ 
a PowerPoint presentation from 2009 discussing tempora. And the document identifies for the first time which telecom companies are working with GCHQ's special source team. It gives top secret code names for each firm, such as with BT, they're called Remedy. Verizon Business is under Dacron, and Vodafone Cables is under Gerontic. The other firms include Global Crossing, which is Pinage, Level 3, which is called Little, Viatel, which is Virtuous, and Interroot, called Streetcar. The companies refused to comment on any specifics relating to Tempora, but several noted they were obliged to comply with UK and EU law. And it goes on and on and on. But the thing is, you're being trained, and you're by legality too, by the way, because it's out in the open. It's been out in the open before many times, but uh, these are legalities because they're going a step further each time you agree. And you agree by your silence. You consent by silence. That, that's legal, you understand. Consenting by silence. And, uh, and you'll carry on with the same texting and all the rest of it that you're normally doing and searching. And so therefore you comply to all the, the, the rules to be spied on. That's your agreement to be spied on. And most folk will adapt to it. It says too, this article here, about uh, is Al-Qaeda plot using surgically implanted bombs behind worldwide alert, the biggest uh, threat since 9-11. The U.S. extends closures of 19 embassies amid fears of strategically significant attack. Well, I won't even read this rubbish because that's all it is, folks. Uh, we're, we're forgetting to understand that this big war is going on. We're going back to sleep. We're worried about other things at home. And we're supposed to keep this in the forefront of our mind that the reason you're getting, everybody's getting spied on and so on is because there's worldwide terror everywhere. It's just one of these things like, you know, gravity. And, and, uh, we've got to accept this as a permanent thing in our lives for generations to come. So they'll remind us, and of course some countries have said it's poo-pooed it and they're not pulling out their own, uh, embassies and so on. Because they say it's nonsense. It's just the U.S. playing the game again. Is it trying to divert attention away from other things you should be looking at? You understand? Also, uh, you get so much. I don't, I don't think people realize that the system you're living in is a form of slavery. And I've mentioned before that Charles Galton Darwin uh, put up an excellent book back in the 1950s uh, called The Next Million Years. And Charles Galton Darwin himself was a physicist, although he's related to the Darwin family. And he really was, of course, like all of them, he was into eugenics, big time, and classes of people, uh, the better classes and the middle classes and the lower classes and subgroups and so on. But he did go into the, planning the next million years for the elite to control. That's quite, that's quite uh, optimistic agenda, that. But he went into... Uh, slavery. He said there's always been slavery in one form or, or another down through the, the, the millennia. And he says we are presently in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the, the acts of creating a new, more sophisticated form of slavery. Well, they, see, they did. You knew it was already there because they already had the, the, the germ of it there, which was democracy and taxing. You taxing you for all the big corporations that want your dough and grants and so on, and the people in politics who live awfully well, much better than you do, off the money they bring in from you. Back with more on this after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
folks were back, cutting through the matrix, talking about really the big corporate welfare system at the top and how they live so well off our tax money, all, all the boys at the top do. And, uh, and especially when, when they get massive grants given to them. And most of the scientific community lives on huge grants from private foundations and, and so on. But the foundations also give grants to universities and they make deals with them to work on certain projects. And once you break, have breakthroughs from about 10 universities scattered across the place, uh, and they put it all together, they can, they can actually make a product out of it too, unknown to the all different uh, parts, or only work on parts of the of the program. And then they patent it for themselves, and they own it privately, and the public have paid for it all, all the research and development. And getting back to slavery, well, that's just where a lot of it goes to, is corporate development, R&D, and so on. And I'm going to put up this, this one from the Telegraph tonight to this article, along with all the other articles at CuttingTrueMedias.com at the end of the broadcast. And, uh, and you can look it all up yourself. But it's to do with, um, it's, a, it's a handout. See, most things in newspapers today are handouts by the PR companies and put straight into the papers. You get the same thing on the, on the, the television, too, on their handout, to reports. But um, it's a PR piece, as I say, and what it is, it's a big lobbying effort to get more and more money from the government, such as your tax money, for private corporations for its research and development under the guise. It's just too risky nowadays for big corporations to risk their own money and these big enterprises. And this is, again, the road for the future because it was discussed 100 years ago, eventually at this stage. Uh, we would be doing this, we would be funding all the private companies for the research and development, for, for the good of all, you understand, for the greater good and all that nonsense. And they'll just rake in all the profits once they have it all privatized. It's, it's a be- beautiful system, but I'll put up this PR piece tonight to let you see how it works, for those who want to read it. And also, this article here to do with the pandemic of pension wars is plaguing the nation. They always said that the baby boomers would eventually get pensions. Like they never had elderly people before in the world, you understand. It's never happened until then and, and, and until now. And, and at the end of World War II, there was a big, big hue and cry about bringing down the population through the United Nations. And even the meetings they had in London uh, with the royalty attending, they held the meetings on depopulation and, uh, and, and asked, asked about ways of sterilizing the public or killing them off and all that. Not enough died during World War II, they said. Anyway. Then they called it the baby boomers, and how they're going to be a threat to the world, baby boomers collecting money. Well, no, they've been paying money into a system their whole lives long and working away, being taxed like everybody else. But this is the start of training everybody that you might not get your pensions, folks. That's really what it's for, to train you. Every, every article out there is to train you. That's what, that's what they, the media and all the media moguls are members of the Royal Institute for International Affairs and Council on Foreign Relations. And all the top journalists are too, as are all the top uh, anchor people on television and for your news. They're all members of the one organization. And they train you how to think, what conclusions to come to, the ones that they design you to come to, and, and so on. And it's so easy. But anyway, I'll put this article up too. Pandemic of pension wars plaguing the nation. And across the nation, cities and states are watching Detroit's largest ever municipal bankruptcy filing with great trepidation. Uh, use of underfunded retirement promises to public sector workers, which helped lay Detroit low, could plunge from in, uh, them into a similar and terrifying financial hole. 
It's the CNBC Common Analysis of more than 120 of the nation's largest state and local pension plans finds they face a wide range of burdens as their ageing workforces near retirement. Because they've never had ageing workforces ever, you see. What, what guff it is, isn't it? It says, thanks to a patchwork of the, the current practices, it says um, that the public pensions are just too generous, Romney advisor says. Glenn Hubbard, campaign advisor to Romney's 2012 election campaign, told CNBC's Squawk Box Monday that state and local governments like Detroit have overpromised and need to recalibrate their expectations. And they will train everyone else across across the country, and not just in the U.S., but elsewhere. Uh, and they have been, actually, for a long time, uh, that things are not so secure as you th- used to be. That when, that when the, the big, had the big campaigns about pension money and throwing money into into pensions and so it was all going to collapse down the road. It was planned that way. They, they always take your money off you. person in the, the banks, they take it off you, they would steal it. And then they make it legal to steal your money if they crash. And, and government is, is working with them to do the same thing to take your pensions and everything else and get a hold of when they want it. This is the real world you live in. Corporations run the world, folks. And the corporations, all the international ones, are owned by the biggest bankers in the planet. Also to do with this, this O'Reilly column that says, you bet you didn't know you live in a racist community. And it's about so the, the end. It's, this is the American dream racist. It says, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development seems to think so, and it must be uh, looking at its shops, looking at the leafy tongues of Nassau and Suffolk counties. HUD, H-U-D, launched the, more, the most radical initiative yet to come out of the Obama administration last week to, to little notice in the national press. But for those who have seen HUD in action in Westchester County over the past four years, it was entirely expected. It's developing a national diversity data map National Diversity Data Map it looks at every community in the country, town by town, street by street, seeking exclusionary zoning and what it calls the impediments to fair housing. It's searching for census blocks, often no more than a street or two, where the African American population is 3% or less and the Latino population is 7% or less. Once it finds those, it wants to use financial leverage to change zoning laws that prohibit large apartment complexes and other multifamily building types. In other words, it wants to force large apartment complexes into America's most expensive neighborhoods. And I'll put this one up tonight too, for those who want to read this. And <laughs> tell me about taxes and everything else. It's okay for, for, the, for the agencies. You understand all agencies out there, even your local police are corporations. They're registered as corporations. And it makes it harder to sue people then, too, if you're under a corporation. It's like the banks. That's what they do, too. Who, who, who do you put in prison? The whole lot of them or what, you know? Because the, 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 the corporations are vague things. a front, you might say. It's an abstract front. Put the abstract in prison, you see. And it's the same with, with this article here. It says to Utah is moving to exempt the NSA, another set up as a private agency, data center from tax, it says. And um, it says we think what's going to happen is there will be proposed legislation that will exempt the Utah data center from this tax, Mayfield said. What we did understand was that prior administration made promises that for six years there wouldn't be an increase in electricity rates. Uh, Mayfield said that MIDA staff recently learned Huntsman uh, made that the commitment when he was trying to lure the data center to Utah, uh, though Mayfield said no one in Utah or the SA headquarters in Maryland can find documentation of it. Mayfield didn't even know when the clock was to begin ticking on the six-year commitment. So they're going to have uh, basically tax-free existences and so on. 
for quite some time. And this is an interesting article too. I've mentioned so many articles to do with this private corporations that run prison camps and hospitals across the world, even schools now too. They're into everything because this is the, the age for corporate feudalism. Remember, as Carl Quigley talked about, corporate feudalism, he says, will, will overtake the, the old democracy. And um, the, C, the new feudal overlords will be the new CEOs of, of the big corporations. But uh, this is how it's going. Everything that you need to survive is to be put in the hands of the big private corporations. And eventually, you'll have one that will run the world's healthcare. There'll be one that will eventually run all the world's water as they amalgamate. Actually, right now, I think it's all a, a pretense of competition when you have five biggies running your food industry. I think they're all one, actually, at the top. Same guys running with the shareholders, of course. Same with your water supply and so on. That's how it's designed to be. And then this gets into any voting by the public. Nothing at all about uh, everything that's being taken out of your hands to sustain yourself and put into these guys' hands who then can put the big boot on you and demand whatever they want for food, water, energy of any kinds, and so on. Anyway, Serco Inc. is a rest in Virginia-based provider of professional technology and management services. Announced today that the company has been awarded a new contract by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services to support the newly created health benefit exchanges. The contract is a one-year base period and four one-year option periods. As posted on the Federal Business Opportunities website, the potential potential, the total potential for five-year contract value, including all options, periods, and optional tasks, is approximately $1.25 billion to start with. Circuit will manage uh, approximately 1,500 staff in Virginia, Alabama, and Kentucky who will be support the CMS with the routing, automated processing, reviewing and troubleshooting of applications submitted for enrollment into qualified health plan. Circa will also provide records management and verification support. So yeah, this, this country basically, this company basically runs countries in some, some parts of the world. Uh, literally, they run countries on behalf of uh, the, the governments. They run everything in the countries. And this is the way it's going. And of course, the folk in the countries have no say in anything that happens anywhere at all. And when I come back, let's go over this one again, where the Maryland Democratic Governor Martin O'Malley put a tax on citizens for the rain that falls on your property. Back with more after this. Hi, folks. We're back cutting through the matrix. I've, I've talked before about the taxes in Spain now for for people who have solar panels and so on. They're taxing sunlight now. But in, in Maryland, um, this is, goes back to April, I think it was, I first read it. They actually, they actually put the law through. Maryland, the governor, now taxes rainfall. And it says the Democratic governor, Martin O'Malley, has instituted a tax on citizens for the amount of rain that falls on their property. It's officially known as a storm water management fee will be enforced in nine of the state's counties. The state legislature passed it in 2012, purportedly to raise revenue to clean up the Chesapeake Bay, supposedly, according to MarylandReporter.com. 
And this is former 2012 GOP U.S. Senate candidate Dan Bongino uh, bashes attacks in a Wednesday afternoon press release. The law requires individuals, businesses, and even charitable organizations and houses of worship to pay a tax based on the amount of rain that falls on their property and the impervious surfaces of, on their land, he says. It's mandated by the EPA, another institution that was set up and enforced locally, will be calculated through satellite surveillance of your property. This is how they're going to do it through satellite surveillance of your property. And, and you know something as odd as the U.S. still puts it in the, the freest society in the world. Well, that's amazing installation of propaganda, contrary to all uh, sentient evidence, isn't it? Anyway... It says, uh, according to conservative uh, organization Change Maryland, the, na- the rain tax will cost Marylanders about $300 million annually. That's on top of all the other taxes. And uh, they've already lost a lot of people moving out of the state because all this stuff was coming up. And the, I think 31,000 people have moved out so far. And that's what you're getting in the world, across the world now, is not just within countries. People moving anywhere where they get cheaper taxes and so on as all the big boys are after your last penny. And, and that's what you have. They're all after your last penny. Also, uh, John Kerry, of course, has to get his name in the paper again, too, unless we fall asleep. And he announces the visas for same-gender uh, couples. And uh, the U.S. visa system will now treat same-sex marriage couples just as it does straight couples. Why is he calling you straight? I mean, who gives you all these terms you're supposed to parrot and believe, eh? Announcing that the change during a visit to the U.S. Embassy in London Friday, uh, John Kerry said the State Department had an unjust and unfair barrier uh, that for too long stood in the way of the same-sex families being able to travel as a family to the United States and so on. I'll put this one up as well. And also to do with the uh, FBI attack, taps hacker tactics, using hacker tactics to spy on suspects, it says. Put that up as well. And... Um, and another article to FBI expands suspect surveillance programs to include new personal computer and phone hacking techniques. It's all over. It's just all training. It's just training, you understand. That's why it's all in the media. And a good article, too, on dollars to diplomats. How to become an ambassador in a plush foreign outpost. Where you got to contribute to whoever gets into the presidency. It says there's the vice president of global licensing and retail television network, HBO the senior and managing partner for a consulting firm based in Chicago, and a Miami uh, trial attorney who makes a living, a living suing insurance companies. Each raised more than a half million dollars for President Barack Obama's political campaigns. In turn, Obama tapped each to be an ambassador, one of the most coveted positions an occupant of the Oval Office can offer. So I'll put this article up too. And that's how things really work, folks. Uh, at the top, Everything, money makes the world go round. It certainly makes their system at the top go round. And everything has got a price, you know. There's always this you-owe-me idea. When big corporations, and corporations should not be allowed to put money in to, to back anybody. It should be the citizens only. And even that, I, 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 I it can be rigged. Uh, I, I think they should have a set sum for each party. Uh, and that's the only way you're going to stop uh, the big boys putting in who they want. Plus a whole bunch of other rules as well, too. Any organizations they belong to that they've already sworn allegiance to, you can't have them in there at all. Can't have it, folks. I've said that many, many times. Also, cooling polls, the top three coldest Arctic summers will have all occurred in the past five years. And um, 
while keeping your mind off things too, on to and distracting you with all the embassies being withdrawn. CIA had 21 agents on the ground during Benghazi attack and mounted unprecedented attempt to keep what was going on under wraps. They were funneling guns to the supposed uh, free Syrians, the ones going to free Syria, all the paid uh, terrorists that they brought in. And that's what was going on, of course. But they had 21 agents on the ground during the Benghazi attack. Uh, it says, Jarry, several CIA operatives involved in the missions in Libya have been forced to submit to multiple polygraph tests. In some cases, operators were given a test on a monthly basis, sources said, and so on and so on. And it says that the night four Americans, including the U.S. Ambassador Chris Stevens, were killed during a terrorist uh, uh, attack in Benghazi Libya last year. There reportedly were dozens of CIA operatives on the ground near the scene that night, and now the spy agency is going to great lengths to keep whatever they were doing there a secret. Now, Hillary Clinton was involved, too, and a whole bunch of them, and they want to keep their names out. That's why they're giving us distractions. According to published reports, since January, several CIA operatives involved in the missions in Libya have been forced to submit to the, the, the polygraph tests and, and given one subsequently on a monthly basis thereafter. According to sources with direct knowledge of the situation, the agency is questioning operatives to find out whether they're talking about Benghazi with the media or with members of Congress, which just demanded that an investigation into the attack be a priority of the FBI's new director, James Comey. They're actually trying to calm it down and get rid of it altogether. But but that's how the world really works, doesn't it? Uh, again, too, uh, government never see government can never admit it's wrong or it's screwed up anywhere. But they'll always come to, and every country is the same. They say that the people will lose confidence in government if if the government admits they were wrong on something. So they'll never admit they're wrong on anything, anything at all. Doesn't matter what it is, they'll never admit they're wrong. And also, China is ending its one-child policy. Because uh, they're actually needing the population now too, and they've got way too many uh, males in China because they tend to kill the women off. That's traditional in China, and um, and they've got an overabundance of men now. And of course, they're expanding their factories and, and outside the, the main cities and the other places now. They want a bigger population, etc., etc. So we'll see how that goes if they go along with it or not. And an article I put up before that keeps disappearing. Uh, it's back again. Uh, the CDC, uh, Center for Disease Control, disappears a page linking polio vaccines to cancer-causing viruses. They actually had admission up on their own site at the CDC, and then it went. It, just, it was taken down from their own site because we're not supposed to get the admission from them that they actually put cancer-causing viruses in there, along with, along with many other live simian viruses as well, by the way, that cause other things too. So I'll put that up tonight too. And in, in southwest Australia, carbon capture is underway. Now, Lord Rothschild first came up with the idea for Britain. He was wanting to put the thing underground, big, big, uh, and pump the stuff underground, CO2. And of course, he'd be paying a fortune for having the company that would do it. And they're doing it in southwest Australia. So it's angering residents. And says, uh, Tony Ferrara, who has run a dairy farm in the southwest of, of Yarrup since the 1970s and lives in the shadow of Alcoa, Kona's alumina, so aluminium refinery battling. She says it's relentless emissions and so on. He's opposed to a plan to, now to pump carbon dioxide emissions from big industries in the region into the rock beneath his property as part of a process called geosequestration or carbon capture and storage. It says we've got a potato grower who, expects, who exports potatoes to Indonesia, a melon grower that sends melons to Dubai, Harvey Fresh, the company I supply, exports milk. So it's a major concern, he's said. 
If it was to get into our waterways, what will happen to all of it then? The natural flow of the water goes to the Harvey River, which is Central River, which flows to Mandura or the Peel Estuary and so on. So it's actually going ahead in Australia. They're the, they're the flagship for the, the, the carbon testing you see in the carbon taxes and so on. And they actually want to pump this underground. And they want to also use eminent domain to grab your homes if they're in the way, folks. For the carbon, you understand this is a big, big con. This and the biggest corporations are, are already making incredible amounts of money off all the free carbon credits that were given by their governments when they start to gamble it on their own derivatives market. They're already, they're already doing it, making a lot of money over nothing, nothing, folks, nothing. Complete idea, an abstract thing altogether. Nothing physical to show for it whatsoever. And. This article two has to do with uh, <laughs> the taxes again. Uh, believe you me, you're going to hear really weird stories about taxes as, t- as times go- goes on. But back to the bedroom taxes in Britain. This is a big lie behind the bedroom tax. Families are now trapped with nowhere to move in the face of penalty for having a spare room in Britain. But it's nothing, as I said, to where it's going to go as a governments who want their big salaries at the top to, to outpace uh, the cost of living. Uh, and they will do it, folks. They'll tax you on everything imaginable and unimaginable, too. From Hamish from South Frontier, Canada, it's good night, me, your God, your God, school with you. <laughs> <laughs>